0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler. Man, I am excited today. We're going to be talking about <laughs> you sound it. WordPress 4.7. <laughs> I am. I, I'm pretty excited. And I you. am
1: excited today. Yep, I am excited today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> WordPress 4.7, we're going to be talking about today. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Tell us about yourself all. I'm Paul P.D.
1: Clark on the internet. Where we are now? <laughs>
0: That's not a real thing.
1: <laughs> the interwebs made of 25 to 50 percent WordPress, depending on how's counting and who's counting, and all those things. Uh, I demand I, a recount. I make I make, I make WordPress things. I'm a WordPress engineer, designer, software architect uh, for many years. Happy to be here for another show. Uh, these days, I'm really into React. And natural language processing, because React connects to the WordPress APIs, as found in 4.7. And NLP understands the words that we're pressing. So that's what I'm thinking about. Nice. Russ, what about you?
2: Uh, I'm Russ. I do all the things in Vegas. Um, I try not to break... I, I, I try not to break WordPress. That's kind of my daily job is to, to make sure that things work and they work uh, 95% right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, very excited about 4.7. I've been testing all my plugins, testing all my themes to make sure that they are ready for tomorrow.
3: Sweet. Steve, what about you? I am Steve Zangat. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive and I run the OC WordPress meetup. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at jasontucker.us and jasontucker.blog. That's it. Gotta
2: so, love them.blogs. Dot blogs.
0: So let's talk a little bit about WordPress 4.7. There's there's a lot in this. There is a lot in this. You know, the just just the idea of having a whole new theme to play around with and to criticize into and, and to rip apart and to you know dive into. Have any of you guys looked at uh, the new the new WordPress?
2: Uh, uh, I have, yeah. Uh, what so, do you guys think about it. So one of the things with uh, with twenty seventeen that um, I think is the first time for it is it actually requires four point seven to run. Like if you try to uh, go download it and try to install it now on your site that runs four six one, you actually get an error and it returns and says do you need four point seven, dummy. Like. <laughs>
0: is what, that is that the first time that they've done that
2: that's what i'm thinking cuz i put 2016 on my site with with it being you know 4.5 or or you know like whatever the version was but uh, i i wanted to run uh 2017 on my blog when i was changing things over and it wouldn't let me unless i updated it and i i wasn't feeling that risky on my live site yet <laughs>
3: What I like about 2017, uh, just from a first impression, is it actually looks like something, right? So you configure it, and it's got a a default photo in there, right? So it it, it actually looks like a website, right, where the other themes just kind of look blank, right? They just sort of show a hello world post, um, and they they, they sort of fill in the rest. Right, so this actually looks like something, which is which is kind of cool. Have,
2: have you ever see, uh, Have you ever tried to install? Like you go uh, install a default theme, and like you look for corporate, and it shows you like this nice corporate lookout. And then when you install it, yeah, it just shows you the index page, just as hello is world. The worst. <laughs> Twenty seventeen. Actually, when you install it, it looks like the screenshot, and you're like, all right, now I'm getting somewhere with yes. That. That
3: that that's one of my biggest pet peeves with any theme, right? Whether it's a free theme uh, or a premium theme, but, but you you look at these beautiful websites that they're demoing, right? And you install it, and it it's just it pretty much just a blank page, right? And it leaves you it leaves it. It's up to you to sort of fill in the rest. So so that's all my potential.
0: It's all which, potential. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not buying that. Yeah, no one wants to buy a car and then have a whole bunch of parts that they have to walk off the uh, the lot with, right? What? Like, you
1: no. Know. Well, it is nice. It's also it's they let you put a video in in the, yep. in the customizer and accepting links there, and and providing us now a, a, is a standard way or precedent for how that should be done, as opposed to just like every rando theme having a rando way to do it.
2: I wish I could have been involved in the conversation around that. Like, do we allow a video to be in the header, and like, what are the pros and cons? Like, I, I would have loved to be. A fly on the wall for that conversation, just just to hear the debate that people had about it.
3: Well, look, it's like any it's like any other piece of content. <laughs> in, it's like any other piece of content in WordPress, right there. There's plenty of there's plenty of places for uh, content um, uh, creators to to make mistakes, right? I'm going to put that in air quotes to upload content that's too large or upload the right, wrong kind of content, right? So yes, I absolutely understand your concern, but but video. As backgrounds and video inside of headers and stuff, that's a thing, right? There, you see that all over the web now. Now, yeah. so being, you know, being asked to
0: upload a two thousand by twelve hundred video, best practices that—that's a different conversation.
2: It, it, like, does it need to be ten eighty p? Is it four eighty i? Like, like, what are the standards that you have to meet? You know what I mean? Like, especially for a starter theme, like when you think of a lot of people who come to WordPress for the first time using 4.7 like this is a new standard now everything is going to be based on this i think it's a high benchmark and i think we've done a good job with it i'm just worried about people uploading the wrong things or 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 being a little confused to like i can do this over on this other site but i'm having problems on wordpress maybe i'll just go over to you know the the, the squarespace or whatever
1: well, the great thing about it, it, it and they might go to square <laughs> um, is, is it takes a Vimeo or a YouTube link. So in terms of sizing and resolution, it, it will be the right content. In terms of, of subject matter of the videos, you're almost guaranteed it will be the wrong content.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that brings up a good point. Oh, so, oh, 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 so or, or, or you're gonna see somebody else's watermark on the bottom right corner of the video. Oh, like.
1: Although, I mean, to be to be serious though, I mean, I, like I was looking at a, I had a one site I was talking to a, a client about, um, just this week. And it was it was a wine, it was a, a, a wine company. You know, they make wine. W
3: H I N E or
1: W I N E. Well, one leads to the other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they're open their opening video, they're opening page. The background was it was very simple. It was a it was a it was a wine glass and red wine pouring into the glass. And it was like it was it was very subtly done. It was you know, it wasn't crazy, but you, you go in and you're like, Oh my gosh. And it's just they had me. They had me. And I was drink I was drinking the website. <laughs> so well, and, and that brings up a good
3: point. So we've covered a couple of features really quick here We talked about the new theme, but we also talked about video header support, right? So the video header support allows you to either which I would recommend Upload a YouTube or Vimeo URL because Definitely. then you're not incurring the bandwidth, right? Or it allows you to take an mp4 and upload it to your site, right? And that becomes your background get best practices on that is is probably at least for beginners you should uh use the youtube or vimeo url because if you're hosting the video and your site takes <laughs> off like gangbusters you're gonna you're gonna just eat up all your bandwidth
2: yeah yeah would that be gangbusters.org or dot net uh uh, (laughs) dot uh dot blog okay (laughs) Um, that dot
1: co is the truly (laughs) successful
2: (laughs) so so when i was watching state of the word one of the things that i really liked about 2017 is um the, the theme setup flow and being able to like see the elements so like when you click on this widget it shows you where it's at and like what you can edit i really like that idea i think that was a big improvement of saying here's what we're editing here's what is actually going to be affected because i think with the with the customizer and with previewing you would change it then you have to scroll down or move over now it's just kind of directing you to here's what you're changing and i think that's a huge improvement i think most themes uh especially like large uh should start moving towards that
3: you know. No, okay. So we're we're racing through the features here, but that theme setup flow, I couldn't. I, I have the latest version of of 4. seven on my uh, on as a local install here. I couldn't find where to where to do that. Where where is that?
2: It's inside the customizer.
3: Okay, I'm in the customizer.
2: Um, so WP Beginner has this great thing, and I'm, I'm on it. That's the page I'm looking, looking at. Again.
1: <laughs> That's where I got this. This is a script for the show. It didn't say
2: it. Didn't say how to get there. I mean, you know, guess. <laughs> <No. Okay. laughs> well, no, it looks uh, like
1: it looks like they should have. It says you're browsing themes in in that screenshot. So perhaps I mean it, appear, it appears like what what you're looking for is that they've they've added the theme selector into the customizer because they used to be separate. It was the customizer for configuring the theme, but it was under Appearance Themes that you would actually select the theme. Well, here the preview is built in. Is that the change? What changed?
0: No, yeah, I'm I still. It's, it's when you're looking at all the different themes. Yeah, it, you're right, Paul. It's when you're looking at all the different themes, and then you can see which one and click on it, and then you can dig further into it. Got it. All right. And
3: by the way, let's give a shout out to uh, Syed Balki because we are we are pretty much reading off of his script for this show, which is uh, range top is a, on Google so, for WordPress yeah, four point seven. Exactly. <laughs> if you search so, for if you search for new features, WordPress 4.7, WP beginner is what comes up. So. so
2: so at the end of the show, do we have to have like screen credits roll across? To like, do we have to like like credit him? We're somewhere? gonna
3: use, we're gonna use the
1: marquee tag for it. <laughs> Asterix, internet was used in production of this decision
2: um so so one thing that i like but i'm not crazy about is with with some of the custom css stuff yeah. um because uh it so it's it's storing some of the css in its own custom post type which which is fine in some terms but i mean it's nothing that you can query against. It's nothing that you would put into, you know, args when you're building out features. So, I mean, I don't understand why it's not just saved in like an option table or something. But, I mean, I do think the new CSS previews and, and stuff like that, I do think that they are pretty cool.
3: Well, uh, and it allows you, from what I understand, I have, I'm, I'm playing with it live as we're talking about it, but what it, what it allows you to do is in that little customizer panel, where you can add additional CMS CSS to your theme, it shows you a live preview of what you've added.
2: D- Just for anyone under the age of eighteen, please look away. Why Steve plays with it live? <laughs> <laughs> this is the family show. A family show. <laughs> well,
1: but as, in terms of the post types, as far as and because I, I used to use um, custom as custom CSS that live updated in Customizer that was by Daryl Cooper Smith. Yep. And, and I don't think he, he, I think he was just saving an option and eventually it stopped working because Cooper Smith went and, I mean, he started working for medium, but, but as far as the post revision, I mean, as far as the custom post types, the advantage of that is then it gets, it gets default support for post revisions. And sure. so even if they're not providing the user interface for it right now in the customizer, you know, the, the, the Jetpack CSS um, used, used post content and gave revisions in the history. And, you know, we might see plugins or other individuals who want to add the history here.
2: Well, so that's something that I was a little concerned with is, you know, there's revisions on this CSS, there's revisions on this CSS. Do you have to roll both of those back? I mean, like, that's going to be a little confusing to the brand new user who walks in and says, oh, look, I can revert my changes, and they're not sure which one to actually revert.
1: Well, we all have memory problems now and then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Especially no, when you get old like <laughs> me. I mean, I am one of the biggest fans of Jetpack. I think it's an amazing tool, but I mean, again, I don't like having six different places that I have to go to check to see if this is where you know things are...
0: Sure. We're, I, think we're, yeah. I think we're saving our users from themselves by when they go and hit save, there is a revision, so they can at least roll back to a previous version if need be. Yeah. So,
2: so, so it, it's more about educating the person like hey this is what you changed this is what you should roll back first versus just rolling anything back so it's probably education is what you're saying
0: yeah i mean but really in the in the big scheme of things here it's almost like customizing like a myspace page where you're just like taking a big dump of stuff and throwing it in there and hitting the save button and you're like i hope this works we'll see you know, I don't know if I, I want my users going in there and making changes like that and in and, and that, but if they're gonna use something, at least make it so that they can roll back if needed. I wasn't that MySpace's tagline? I hope this works. We'll see. <laughs> yep,
3: and
2: then and then they pivoted,
0: right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um one no, of the no, just, no, no, I think their tagline was fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if anything, it's nice to have like a standard plate. I mean, like how many time, I don't know about you guys, but like I feel like every project to project, it's like a different plate. If a client wants to change something, it's like what plugin is it? What theme is it? Like who put at custom script where, like what, how? Like hopefully now that there's just custom CSS built in, like there'll at least be one. There'll be one place, and like we can start to dismantle the crazy, like yeah. put play script here that so, it exists and everything else.
2: So, so, so have uh, uh, Are you implying that we're we're moving towards some kind of standard here? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> this is
1: open source software.
2: The user interface will be free. Well, but I mean, I kind of like the idea of saying, you know, like like we need some kind of, of benchmark or some kind of baseline to say, here's where you should try it first. If not, then, you know, try a plug-in or try to put it in a child theme or something. But I do like this idea of um, change it here and this way if anybody comes to work on your site, they have a general idea of where to go because l- like you said, the, the biggest problem is Okay, is it being styled by a plugin, or is it a plugin and queuing a script from a theme that's calling in an API from Google? It's like, what's what's really going on? And I think this is kind of saying everything's here. Start here, you know. I guess the real
0: question is: is how how are developers going to migrate from? Things that they've coded up themselves to something like this, and when will they actually do that so that people will say, "Is it going to be in this CSS box, or is it going to be in this CSS box?" And now you can actually all have them in the exact box that you know everyone everyone uses.
3: Uh, I have Again, the answer. Standards.
0: I have the answer for that. Never. What's that?
3: Yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah. There's. There's. Um, I mean, there's always. There's always going to be. There's always going to be. You know plugins that are out there that are developed by using not best practices, right? There's going to be developers that don't follow best practices. There's going to be themes. It just, it just is the way it is, but we're, we are moving toward a standard.
2: Yeah. Um, Sorry to be no. the last well, One of the standards, no, no. one of the standards that I really like that WordPress is trying to set is everything with languages and, and being able to say like, this is, you know, specifically uh, an English site, but it's English European Wales or English European whatever, or it's it's you know uh, it's it's going to be in this language. I really like the way that WordPress is is building that in the core. I think languages is one of the hardest things to wrap your head around.
3: Well, and so and it's a
0: perfect user basis.
3: There's there's a there's a big feature that's coming in 4.7 that I'm really fond of. We have done some international sites, and the way it was prior to 4.7 is. The admin dashboard, you chose a language, and you got one, right? And everybody everybody had to use the dashboard in that same language, right? But now it lets you choose a language per user, so your language okay. carries over with you based on your user pro- profile. Now, I, if you – sorry, real quick. If you, if you installed 4.7 beta, it doesn't show up right away, right? right? So if you go to user profile, you're not going to see a menu for language. You have to go to the uh, – uh, settings general and choose another language first and it'll install that language pack and once it's available then users have it to choose from so that's oh okay not, it, it's it's not it doesn't just show you every single language that's available in WordPress it's only the ones that you've installed so it's really slick right so if you've got you know, English speaking users and Spanish speaking users on your site, you can just install English and Spanish and your users can choose what they want to see the dashboard uh, display.
2: So, so do you think there's something in the back end that, that's limiting what scripts are being ran so that way we're not running all the languages, but we're just running the ones we want? It, it's literally, it's, it's, it went so if, if you go to uh, settings general and
3: you, right choose a new language. I, I'm, do, I'm doing it right now. I'm choosing Spanish and save it. It'll change your dashboard to Spanish, right? You change it back to English. But now what that's done is, um, or I change it back to English so I can read it. What that's done is inside of my WP content folder, I now have a folder called languages. And so those those are the language packs that I've installed. So it's got one for Spanish. And now if I go to my profile, I can choose English or Spanish because it's got those those two, or English by default, and then the Spanish one's installed.
2: I, th- I think that's awesome, man. It's, it's, it,
3: that's, it, that is rad. Yeah. I mean, that is that is really, really cool.
0: Yeah, that makes it so that, you know, you're speaking in your, or you're reading the interface in your native tongue, but you can still write in whatever it is that the website's using. Correct.
3: Or not. You can write. You can write in. Not, any, yeah. can write in in any language you want. But what's what's important is now the uh, users that are in d- different countries or, or speak different languages can use the dashboard, and and right. you can use it together.
2: Well, well, especially like when you have guest authors or something, and they're like, "Hey, I'm somebody from Amsterdam, and we write it this way." I mean, I, I don't know what they speak there, but um, uh, Dutch, I think. <laughs> No, no, hey, no Am- hop-
3: a- Amsterdamese. I, I, no, no, hoplads, but y'all, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Hey, hey, Holland. no, 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 hoplads, but y'all, right? <laughs> oh right?
1: In America,
2: uh, <laughs> but, 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 I mean, tort. Towards WordPress's credit, it is making it more accessible for the world to use. I think that this is a huge step that needed to be taken, and I'm I'm surprised we didn't do it earlier. But I'm I'm grateful that it's here now. Well, I mean, and most you know most companies now have remote teams, right? And
0: some
3: of those remote people are in other countries and speak different languages, right? And so this this just allows us to really expand our remote teams.
0: Yep. So next one on the list here on WP Beginner is uh, the thumbnail previews uh, for PDFs. That's Great. that's actually pretty cool.
1: It's very cool. It is
0: cool. I, I
2: so I, I never <laughs> I, not I, I never realized how big PDFs were to some sites. Um, and oh, then God, dur- yeah. dur- well during WordCamp Orange County during the plugin palooza, Andy uh, showed us this uh, showed us this plugin that he did for PDFs and. In his demo, it had a link to the actual PDF to where it could be downloaded. And somebody said, can I get rid of that link? And John Brown, one of the judges, said that link actually matters to a lot of people. And so now that we have this link and you're able to see what you're actually linking instead of hoping your link to this PDF works, I think this is a huge improvement as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean anybody who puts PDFs and links PDFs on their site is going to see this and go, "Yes, this is this is exactly what I've been wanting to do without having to install three different plugins."
3: The the next one on the list is editor enhancements. Um I'm not more, crazy. I'm not crazy about a lot is, of these, man. Yeah, this is more of an editor redesign <laughs> is what it is, right?
1: We we moved the drop down for formatting <laughs> to so it's not hidden anymore great after (laughs) 10 years we decided maybe people need to see that Um, (laughs) I I,
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean this 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 is cool it does it does make make the the more common used uh buttons inside of the post editor at the top right so they're not behind toggle toolbar which i still call show and hide kitchen sink I would well, never but, not call it but, that.
2: But, but just, So just to be clear, um, this is one thing that I've tested. And when you have a plugin that adds something to that toolbar, it's not going to exactly show it like what's being shown now. This is more of the default features that come in WordPress core are being showed instead of being hidden and expanded on what, later. What,
3: what is that plugin called that, uh, extend, that extends the uh... – the post editor advanced uh, tiny advanced.
1: MC. thank you thank you
2: yeah. tiny mc advanced yeah useful yeah.
1: now for anyone who would like to bring back the newly hidden underline <laughs> button. <laughs> because the feature is that they took they removed the underline button mm,
3: oh they did remove it yeah which, looking at it. they did
1: which i i mean like which okay, i can i can I, I can understand, I can, I can see a case of why, but I also feel like it's kind of, it's a little bit illustrative of the community that WordPress sometimes serves. Because it's like, there's a discussion happening on somewhere like, you think the internet people can handle having an underline? Do they know that that won't link it? I think we need to take it away. They,
3: <laughs> they, they also, they also hid my, my strike which which I actually uh, use quite a bit. Well... But, just, but there is it. it's, just, though. it's just on the it's
1: on the second row
0: now. It's in the second row. J- they just... also added uh tool tips. So when you when your mouse on top of it, it actually tells you what the shortcut key is. Wonderful. Nice.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like right. it. I like it a lot.
1: I love <laughs> I like the custom bulk actions. This okay. is this is like, oh my god, like how did this not exist before? Oh I know. And it's a wonderful addition. <clears throat> Uh, like, explain, uh, then, that, explain that so, for so, our, so for so our this audience. Is, so uh, for those not looking at computer screens. <laughs> <they're>... <laughs>
2: For those it, of you, for, for, for those of you on the audio podcast, which Jason does have,
1: so on, on the post listing screen, you know you'll see you see your two hundred posts, you see your five hundred posts, and traditionally, you know, in default in the default admin interface, you can you can check the box that checks them all, or you can check five of them, or ten of them, or whatever, and you can say there's a dropdown for bulk actions where you can say I want to edit them all at once, or I want to move them to the trash all at once. Well, the screenshot on WP Beginner says you could now. Hypothetically, add an actions called email to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm
3: saying. It's post. I don't know this Eric, Whoa, but, he, but, but, but he's on an email.
1: <laughs> well, well
2: so,
1: so, but for business I, workflows, this is yeah. it's like amazing. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what I was going to get to. So, when you have like a large team, yeah. like Steve was saying, that works remotely, and you have your content editor somewhere else. You know, you would no longer have to drop an email to that person that says, hey, can you please go and read this or put something in Slack? You can simply save a draft and say email the, to Eric or to Steve or whatever and have that pop up. And, and so, I mean, these custom actions are actually, I think, when done right, are going to improve how we edit flow some things out.
3: Is that the same Eric as Yaz's upstairs at Eric's? I wonder because that would – never mind. I'm, I'm old.
2: All I know is Eric owes <laughs> me money, so I'm going to email that guy all the time.
1: <laughs> get, get money from Eric. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, One of the other big features that I'm super psyched about is having post type templates. And what does that mean? Um, so So as of now, like if you had your own custom post type called Portfolio, you would have to go and create a template called – portfolio-single.php and design it the way that you want. And then if you wanted the same portfolio style kind of page for another post type, you had to create another template, rename it, and then reconfigure some things. And now, what you can say is, is I want to use this template for portfolio, for news, for sports, and for posts. And all those posts will automatically use this default template. So no longer do you have to have Thirty different templates in your theme. You can just have you know one template or two templates and have all your post types direct to this now. Nice, Wh- which I'm very excited for because a lot of the things that we do over at Maintain is stuff like how do I make this look like you know this other thing, and now we can kind of do that. You know, um, there are going to be use cases where we still have to create a template for that, but this is another tool that we can use that's going to be solvable to say hey, it's been changed, it's been done, and now this new post type looks exactly like your other stuff.
0: And, and, and the could, ticket for this started in five years ago. No joke. It's a five-year-old ticket. And And what you could do
3: in that one template that you've assigned to three post types is Is if you wanted some custom functionality, just have a little conditional inside the template that says if it's this kind of post type, do this thing. So you don't have to create a whole new template for it.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, I
3: got a little developer-y. No,
2: no, no. So, so one of one of the things that they were trying to do, I mean, like, um, especially with the archive pages, you know, like if you wanted to have an archive page that laid out custom post types in a different way, you had to go and create separate you know archive pages and then separate single pages and i mean now this kind of takes care of that and like steve said with one little line of code you can now write a little bit of conditional logic to say if it's this kind of post type add this little link here you know like it's really going to save a lot of time especially when it comes to custom mod features for clients
0: Mm-hmm. So, for years now, we've been complaining about not having REST API. And I kid you not, folks, Woo! we're leaving three minutes to talk about the REST API. <laughs> well, we've got a whole <laughs> other episodes dedicated to the REST API.
3: So, we're just happy it's here.
1: Now, there's no excuse for not knowing it. You have to develop with it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jason. That was That's it. it. <laughs>
3: That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's plenty of content. Go look up episode. Jason will tell you what number it is about the REST API. uh,
2: So so I think if you're really wanting to learn the the REST API deeply, I think one of the places you should start with is heading over to to torquemag.io and go read anything that Josh Pollock is writing because. He's writing some phenomenal documentation on the REST API and what it does and how it works and, and some possible features coming down the line. There's a lot of cool stuff with the REST API that I don't think we've even discovered yet that will come out in later versions.
3: And if you'd, if you'd like to start playing with APIs in general or, or those kinds of calls, there, if you're on a Mac, there's a program that uh, Aaron Holbrook turned me on to called PAW, um, and, and, and PAW is great for, you know, kind of testing out calls to something like the REST API. Is that P-A-W? P-A-W. I'll, i will nice. post a link for it. Yeah. PAW so, pa- so, is so,
2: awesome. So so here's the big question is, Steve, I know you work with a lot of clients. Jason, I know you have a lot of sites. Um, PD over there, I'm not sure how many clients or sites you have. But So the question is, how many sites do you know right now that you're able just to flip the switch and install 4.7 tomorrow morning? Because none, n- none. <laughs>
0: none. Steve, Steve doesn't. Steve doesn't uh, do bleeding.
3: I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, do dot O releases. So four seven one,
0: I will do on all my production Steve's sites. just. Steve's still running Snow Leopard right now, so you know. <laughs> that's not true. No, no.
3: And there's nothing wrong with it. I just. I, I. It's just. It's one of my fears. I always wait for the dot one release. Guys,
1: six six thirty seconds remaining. Who wants to talk about isomorphic apps? what <laughs> <laughs> talk so what, isomorphism, JavaScript. No, no, later, later episode, later episode. I,
2: I, I only ask because you know we run a lot of client sites for them, and you know, like I'm very excited to upgrade all my stuff tomorrow, but I'm I'm slightly worried a little bit of like what might break or you know like what plugins. Haven't been updated to four seven, so I, I think, like Steve was saying, you know, wait for the security release. You know, um, that's just
3: what we do as a practice. I'm not saying anything's necessarily going to be wrong with four seven. Uh, it's just, it's just a, it's something we do here at Zeek. We we wait for the dot one release before we upgrade our production sites. Now, it doesn't mean we don't test on on local and and staging dev servers, right? But our production sites, we wait for dot one release.
0: Sure. Folks, that's about it for today. Thank you for watching the show. We really appreciate it. Click on the links on the screen to go to all the various uh postings and other videos that we've recorded is including the uh episode 209 where we talked about the REST API. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Click the little thumbs up button if you're watching this and hit the subscribe button if you like it. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.